Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Hello. Hi. It's, I'm not, I don't, that's not a good intro because I can't, you're not leading me off as I, as if I'm not DJ Pig. Feels as if I, that should have been, I feel like you shouldn't have left that open-ended for me. What's going on everybody? My name is Quinn Eaton and this, what you're listening to right now is All You Need to Know. That's the name of it. The podcast where we talk about everything yep. and Some, you learn things. about nothing. Depending this is, on this is episode 187. It. What were you saying there? I'm sorry. Uh, just saying that you might learn nothing, but that just depends on who's on the episode. And so I feel like you only say that because you are on today's episode. Well, it's implied. I think last week's episode was really well done. We yeah. had a lot of positive feedback about it, uh, and I think that that was a step in the right direction. Yeah. And something that we did differently with that episode is we went in and we were going to talk about something completely different. And we got off track. And you know, at all you need to know, most of the time, whenever we get off track, we, we say, hold on, hold on, let's bring it back right. to the track, to the road. And what do I always say about that? How do I feel about that? You Go ahead say, you say that that's not a good thing. <laughs> I, that sometimes whenever you veer off of the beaten right. trail, things become better. Correct. So, last week, that's exactly what we did. Did it take us five years to figure out how to do an interesting podcast. No. no. Was last week's episode good? Yes. Perhaps. Should we continue to do things like we did last week? Well, that's still to be decided. Maybe. You have to test the theory more than one time. However, I should mention that it's not necessarily a theory because I've been a proponent of that style for a long time. Because, you know, you think about walking on a path of a, of a topic... And you're walking on the road. You know, sometimes you get on the, on the, um, what's it? Not the the median or the other side, the shoulder. Yeah. And then you get back on the road. I'm talking about. You hit the drunk bumps. Yeah, just walking through an open field and you're with your eyes closed and you're just making shapes. That's the style. You talk about something and then you head down a rabbit hole and you're just tumbling until you hit a different alternate rabbit hole. That's an interesting visual that you gave the audience. Just walking through a field, an open field, with your arms out and your eyes closed. Yeah. You can't walk in a straight line. That's not possible. Is that true? I don't think you... Yeah, I, I, I think you walk in a circle, a large circle. That's what they say. It, whenever you walk out into a field with your eyes closed? Um, yeah, and I'm just saying in general, when you try to walk straight with your eyes closed, I think people tend to slightly veer. Huh. Okay. Well, because I was going to say, like, it's impossible to walk straight, but I think that that's not true. Because whenever you get pulled over for uh, a DUI, <laughs> right. which of course I've never been pulled over, right. but just You've from never what been I've pulled seen, over what I've DUI. seen, what I've heard, uh, is that they say, "Hey, why don't you walk in a straight line right. with your arms straight out, with so your eyes wide open?" By the way, open. that should be specified yeah, right. that the difference between those two things is the eyes being open. There is a video that went viral. And I think people thought it was real, but it was from the TV show Reno 911. Have you ever seen that TV show? No. I tend to avoid those types of shows. I don't think you really know what it is. So before you say that, yeah. it was ahead of its time. It was a workplace comedy in the early 2000s. But was it based in Reno? It was Reno 911. It was about a 
the police department in Reno, Nevada. Right, and for that reason, I'm out. Well, it was very funny, and it was just a workplace comedy, like I said, so it predated or preceded The Office, Parks and Rec, things like that. So watching that show, I thought that was really funny. Of course, I didn't watch it whenever I was growing up. I might have watched an episode actually here and there whenever I was younger. Uh, like I said, it came out in the early 2000s. But there was a clip that went viral, and there was a guy that got pulled over, and the officer said, hey, sir, can you step out of the car for me? And he says, yes, ma'am, I can. He steps out of the car. And he, she starts telling him to do, like, these certain steps, like, you know, step forward, put your hands out like this, and then it kind of skips forward in the video, and it says, all right, now I want you to go step, kick, step, kick, kick. Right. And then it he, he goes step. Kick, step, kick, kick. And she finally, can you stop I'm st- messing around? I'm not with the messing. It's, it's doing on it. You got to tighten this. Because look, it's just going to fall. Just set it down. I don't want to set it down. I want to hold it. Oh, I, I don't. That's that's peaking. Put it down on the table. I'll hold it like this so it doesn't fall. But okay. you have to tighten this screw after this. All right. Maybe I will. Back to what I was saying. So they eventually, this this officer and the person that was pulled over, start talking about how to better the routine. And he's like, I think the you should... The routine. Yeah, the routine, because it's it's evolved from a DUI test to a dance routine. Because okay. now he's like, I think you should do a step, bump, step, bump, bump, and then maybe and then he spins and then takes his hat off and does a twirl. and People have time and, to do And that. she says, you're a pretty good dancer. Do you, do you take lessons? And the guy goes, no, I'm just drunk. And then they both That's go, crazy. ah, and then he, you know, he's like, get in the, get in the car. So <laughs> okay. he gets arrested. Yeah. People thought that was a real video, but it's hilarious. Yeah. I feel like really most funny. people would think, well, that's not a good. better way to go about it would have just said to, uh, look it up if you're listening to this, uh, cause it's, it's funnier in the visual medium, uh, accompanied with the audio. I did my best to describe it. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing is. Last week we talked about Is Comedy Dead? And that was a good episode. It came out of nowhere. But one thing that is very interesting, and I don't know how you feel about this, but anytime I'm in a conversation with someone, maybe mm-hmm. talking to them about a stand-up routine that I saw. Okay, you do that some, a lot. Or some sort of funny Admittedly. some sort of funny scene that I saw on a TV show, I will talk about it, but as I talk about it, it doesn't do the scene justice. So I should just show people that. But I don't want to bother people. Right. So how do you feel like the best way to go about bringing up something that you think is funny, but not ruining it or not trying to retell it? What's the proper way to handle that situation? It's a hard balance to strike, to be sure. I agree that showing people a video, it has a stigma to Mm -hmm. it. Because because I'll say it, even when I know something is funny and I trust a person to show me something that's funny... Anytime they pull out their phone, or they're like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta like watch this." Uh, it's yeah. a, it, even if you know it to be funny, or even if it ends up being funny, I roll. the minute you put up, they they step one off the phone, you're like, oh, they're like, I don't really, have time. Like, I don't yeah. really care. At the same time, how many times have someone said, "Well, just go look this up," like whenever you have a chance? Have you actually done it? For you, indeed. Mm. So, what's the in between there? Right. If you're not going to show them, and they're not going to search it themselves, you know, where's the in between? I think. You tease it a little bit. You say, hey, I saw this funny thing the other day. I was I was scrolling through Twitter or something like that. Yeah. I saw this bit, and it would talk about this. I think you'd really enjoy it. I think that's a really good way yeah. to kind of, you know, wrap it up in a box and put a bow on it. True. 
because then they get excited to possibly yep. open it up. And and speaking of excited to open it up, any kind of DM I think is probably your best option. If you have the clip on like Instagram or Twitter, quick send, mm. as opposed to pulling it out or like having them, you know, send a link. I don't want to open a link. Don't send me a link. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'll open an Instagram post that's just right there. And that's been the interesting evolution of communication is I don't remember how we used to share funny things back and forth with each other. Oh, we didn't. But now, through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, I'm not sure about any other social media site. I guess TikTok. Yikers. We'll avoid talking about that for now. But people send things back and forth to each other. Question for you. Yes. This sending of entertainment back and forth for quite a few years now, has it dulled, do you think, subconsciously? Has it dulled your uh, sensor? I don't want to say sensors. Has it dulled your, like, um, I'm looking reaction. for a word. Yeah, I just has it dulled your, your reaction to comedy? Like, has it dulled your, uh, your ability to be sensitive to, to any kind of entertainment? You're saying... I. You're saying just sending things back and forth right. like through, I would, through Twitter. Hey, I think this is funny. I'm going to send yeah. this to a friend. Like it would stand to reason that the more you're exposed to something, the less reactive you would become to it. Mm-hmm. Right? If I see one cat video, I think that's hilarious. And on my thousandth cat video that I send to you, you're like, okay, that's funny. I'll always get a kick out of a cat video, but I Let's do not experience that the same emotion the first time that I saw that. That's, that's an interesting point. I don't think that it's dulled my reactiveness but i definitely think that it has created a shorter attention span that's true for things to be funny and i think that's proven i think somebody that i think they've done studies that show that our attention spans are atrociously minute because let's say that you are in a group on twitter right you're, uh, in, a, you're in a friend group or something like that, that right yeah. and people just send and what we're talking about here is the the sending and receiving of memes uh, I think I don't even know give, if we've talked about memes. Yeah, give us just the briefest rundown so people are on the same page of yeah. the memes. So meme. I think let's let's go ahead and say anyone under twenty nine knows what a meme is. Anyone above, I think probably has an idea but isn't sure. So for those people, really lean in and listen here because a meme <laughs> uh, is a picture or video that is funny. And I think usually you would say that it's short form. So it's either a picture yep. or a short video. Yeah, I would say a video's under a minute, probably. Yeah. Is a, is considered a meme. There are longer memes. And I don't know if we've talked about memes before. I don't think. Maybe in passing like this. Yes. I don't think um, I But that's what we're going to really focus in on in this episode, is memes. And I, I think that with the sending and receiving of memes, like I was kind of getting to, let's say that you're in a group uh, with a bunch of people that send memes back and forth. Right. If you see a picture, you are likely to look at it. If you see a 20, 30-second video, there's a good chance you watch it. But if the meme is, I think, longer than one minute, maybe two minutes, or requires you to click on a link to open it in a different you know, app or yep. browser, you are less likely to click on it. I agree with that. It's, and it's not want, that much work. Right. But is it worth it? Is it worth it? Because you could see a 1,000 memes in a day. And your buddy's going to send you one meme that's going to take the cake? I don't think so. No. Is it going to be worth it? Maybe. Sometimes. But, you know, what's the what's the potential gain? Now i got to click on this. Now i got to open it up. You know, now i got to wait for it to load. Or and I could just scroll. I could keep scrolling. 
the origin of the meme, which, like I said, I'm not sure if we've talked about this or not. It's really hard to tell this this far into the podcast game what we've covered and what we haven't. I'm I'm gandering to say it's never been spoken about. So we're going to go ahead and roll with it. And let's talk about the origin of the meme. Because what <clears throat> I remember, or at least my initial exposure to memes, yep. were those very cringy-looking uh, black-and-white faces. Okay. Uh, for, for instance... There was the... The drawings. The drawings. There's a name for them. Um, yes, and if you know the name, go ahead and... I think it's called us. a Rage Comics. Rage Comics. I think is what they refer to them as. Those, those, I feel like, were the first things that yeah. I was told were memes. And it slowly evolved. Yeah, I think in the early 2010s, right, you had like the... Bad Brian. Yeah, Valak Brian, the uh, the Doge, the dog, which I think mm-hmm. is persists, but I think that came... It was around that era, it was just like... Colorful background, top caption, text, the bottom text. Caption on the top, yeah. caption on the bottom. And it was a little goofy picture, and it was like chuckle, you know, because you're juvenile humor. So I feel like, and, and I, we didn't do any extensive research, but I feel like that is the, the birth of the meme, or yeah. at least what we know to be memes as today. One might be so bold, and I'll be the first to say this and the last to admit it, their origin of the meme, if you really wanted to look at it, the baby boomers generation newspaper comics that mm. origin of the meme I, I don't i've never heard someone make that take in person or online and i'm i'll i plant the flag right there and so you're saying that the origin of the meme does not derive from those initial 2010 caption generated pictures it instead originated from dilbert yes Wow. With some exceptions. I think the modern meme is a digital. I don't think you'll ever find a meme that's in paper, much like the newspaper so, comics. So a newspaper comic isn't necessarily a meme. Well, I think that's what it was born of. Right. Short, right? Couple panels, illustration, words, and a punchline. And you get a quick kick out of it, and you go on to the next one, and the formula has not changed in decades. Right. And and I said Dilbert, but you've got other all time classics. Love like, Garfield, like by Garfield, way. Calvin and Hobbes, one of uh, my favorite comics of Calvin all time. Calvin and Hobbes, and then Marmaduke, and what was that other one uh, with the kid, Dennis the Menace? I never read Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace was a very popular newspaper comic, and I believe, you know, if you open up the Sunday paper, you'll still find those. Oh, you will Sunday comics. You certainly will. Uh, definitely more popular back in the day. Yeah. It seems like. Than now, because like we've kind of mentioned, memes have taken the place with the younger generation. Yeah, and I'll say it that you know some of the not to cast too wide of a net, but a lot of the newspaper uh, comics I feel are somewhat well written. Uh, like 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 not I refuse to word use the word intellectual, mm. but maybe it takes a little bit of thought, or maybe it's like a play on words or something. Yeah, maybe a bit goofy, but maybe not. You know, super, uh, super, super juvenile. Right. But I do think memes nowadays have the potential, if I may, to span from absolutely brain dead garbage post to, oh wow, you know that was a really well made funny joke, and I'm you know a lot of things came together in this circumstance. I think the right. potential range is unlimited. Um, for example, let's let's yeah. look at let's look at these comic strips because. What we're talking about, kind of, on accident, is the evolution of the meme. Yeah. Um, so, Curtis brought up a 
uh, Garfield comic strip. And I can't remember the what's what's the owner's name of Garfield. Do you remember? Um, That's a tough one. You know, I think if I had enough time to think about, I, I watched the two Garfield live action movies, oh, uh, which yeah. were, which Garfield was voiced by Bill Murray, and yeah, I liked which those. Bill Murray's great, but those, those you know they're okay. I guess. Um, if I had to, if I had, to, if I had a second, oh Jim Davis. Jim Davis, yeah. I think, is the author, but that's not. It's all the same. What, what do you think? Well, God, Jim Davis writes the. I'm saying two lines of text. I'm and saying the else name, the it? name of the owner, like Garfield's owner, this guy right here. That I, it's bad podcasting, but I'm pointing towards this man here. I can't remember what his name. No, is. that's not Jim. That's um, he's got a name, but I yeah. can't remember. Uh, he's got a name, but it's not. I'm Jim. sure. I'm sure someone that's listening is is shouting it to us. Somebody's furious that we, yes, don't, remember. That we don't remember John Arbuckle. That's his name, John Arbuckle. Is it? Yep. Okay. Don't look at me. Don't don't. What was that? I'm telling. Anyways, you. so the this Garfield comic strip that we just brought up, uh, the owner yells at Garfield. Garfield is laying down in John. his in his box, yep. and he says, "Garfield, wake up!" And Garfield furious. Garfield looks, you know, whoa, what's going on? Wakes up. He says, "His owner says you slept the entire day," and Garfield says, "I did." And then he says, "This year is off to a good start." So it must have been a, you know, New New Year's Day comic that it, came out. Right. Well, you can see by simply reading the above line, right. January 1, 2020, the so first comic strip of 2020. You, of course, I used my context clues. Okay. You, of course, looked at the other information that was provided. And so both, both of us came to the same conclusion. So people think that that is funny. And that's really interesting because some people probably don't think that that's funny. Right. Um, again, I I think that type of thing is catered more to the the older generation. I don't know a lot of young folks that read the newspaper. But if you say that that is where it all started for memes, then of course, where did that kind of transition? Because now the meme is, like you said, exclusively digital. Right. Uh, and like we said earlier, it's short form, kind of like a comic strip, but it's it's a little bit. I, quicker. It just seems quick. A yeah. meme. I mean, it's got to be a picture and a, and a caption, yeah. or maybe two pictures uh, with a couple of words, and then, like we mentioned earlier, it could be a very short video, probably less than a minute. Um, of course, you're the perfect man to talk about memes because you do AY2K's meme of the month. I am the meme of the month guy, Funny and that that's a big responsibility that. Um, that I don't think gets enough recognition. I'll say that. I agree. <clears throat> it's a hard job to. Narrow down one meme to yeah. represent a month. Th just to get it kicked back. Yeah. And then have to find another meme. Right. But that's it. You should been... go ahead and explain how. No, I think I think we'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, but there are so many different memes. Because uh, you've got animal memes. Yeah. You've got, like we mentioned earlier, I guess you could say rage memes. Well, those are, okay. I guess you're good. Um, what are some other categories of meme that come to mind? In my years of meme uh harvest and reap yes. i would say that memes fall into just a few simple categories with some exceptions but in okay. general right you have animal anything pertaining to animal mm -hmm. um, or interaction with animal you have circumstance which is like something is happening and somebody caught it on camera mm. and it's funny like uh Including trends, so like the crate trend that's going on right now, yes, where people the climb the crates. Crate challenge. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid, and it's funny to watch. People love to watch. That's why it's so popular, right? So that, and then lastly, you have like edited videos, which are generally 
not like high production value. Mm -hmm. They can be, but generally it's like a couple clips or something with like, uh, you know, some pictures on it or like clips over it or audio with it. Just something silly. I think there would also be political memes. Um, okay. But I'm just I would, saying. Yeah, and I, mean, I would I've, again think I've that. I've seen my fair share of, you know, sleepy Joe Biden memes. Right. Uh, back in the heyday, I saw my fair share of Trump yeah. memes. Um, it seems like, even even going back to President Obama, I feel like there were some memes oh, for back sure. there. Yeah. Or, or the classic meme, thanks Obama. Yes. Something, that something was, bad happens to you. Thanks, his, Obama. Yep. And that as the you know, two thousand eight initial election followed by the two thousand twelve reelection was in the prime development of the meme mm -hmm. culture, I would yeah. say. So yes, that would make sense. Something simple, so, uh political just, yeah. political slash presidential memes. Right. One Not of my, with malice, I would say though. No. One of my favorite memes, and I think this is considered a meme, uh, Nancy Pelosi was on Good Morning America and <laughs> They yeah. were talking to her, yeah. and mid mid sentence, mid question, she just says, "Good morning, Sunday morning," and the guy that was asking her Complete a question on, on Good Morning America is like, "What what just happened?" That's a class. I still and see so that one used. That video by itself, I think, yeah. could be considered a meme. But to further enhance said meme, yeah. someone took the Windows closing down browser sound where it goes, <laughs> ba -da -da -da, yeah, and put I'm... it onto. That that clip right. where right before she says "Good morning, Sunday morning," it does that sound yeah. of a computer shutting down, which would imply that she's a robot, right? Or that her brain just turned off right there. Sure. And I think that's a good meme. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a fine meme. I think it's funny, and I think the uh, I think it's one of those memes that just go and come up for a week and then die off, which yeah. happens frequently. Memes definitely have an expiration date. It's like a it's like a gallon of milk. Yeah, but. Some gallons are made of sturdy titanium reinforced milk that lasts a while, mm. and some are like, "Hey, you bought this two days before it expired." Some yeah. memes come and go. Some memes persist. Very popular meme that recently came about, and I loved it. And and I really get into some good memes. And everybody's just, just got their the own past, flavors. Just in the past couple of years, and I think flavors is the right way to describe it. Uh, but just the past couple of years, I'm thinking Big Chungus was a huge That's win. That's crazy. Loved Big Chungus. Did die, though. I'll say it. It's not around if anymore. Any, no, if anyone anyone is wondering, uh, Big Chungus was just <laughs> the Looney Tunes, right? And it was, yeah. uh, what is his, why? It's Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. And Bugs Bunny, but he was fat. Right. Well, the, I, the clip is a bit, a few frames taken out of an episode where he's, impersonating isn't it elmer fudd mm -hmm. and so he like does an elmer fudd impression of some action and then follows that by <laughs> transmogrifying himself with a fat gut yeah and then and does so, like a little elmer fudd quote or something and nuts big chunk yeah and which is crazy to me to imagine the animators like in the 40s hand drawing those frames having no clue that impact something like that would have yeah. in the in you know and 80 years 80 years later imagine yeah. uh another meme that i really liked was the family memes with vin diesel uh, okay i yeah, those the yeah. fast and furious whenever the ninth movie came out <laughs> uh everyone was saying like for instance i saw a meme and it was it was set in jurassic park and they were like vin diesel or of course his character in the fast and furious movie his name is dom they said dom what are you doing? You're you're not stronger right. than the T Rex. That's the T Rex. And Dom says, 
I'm not stronger than a T-Rex, but family is. Yeah, nothing stronger than family. Nothing stronger and than that family. is my what I did not enjoy that brand of ah, meme. I the family those. memes and and it came in like a tidal wave. You couldn't so many. You couldn't access social media without seeing like ten or twenty. And that's the thing that. And I then like. it went the next week. Didn't even see one. You mention it. It's a and tidal I was glad wave. They were gone. And sometimes the memes come in heavy. Yeah. Other times they're scattered, and oftentimes. If you get on Twitter, which is a great place to find a meme. Well. It is. It can be. Um, you can go to trending, and one of the memes that is kind of circulating throughout is probably going to be trending. And I think that is so fascinating, and I definitely think that it kind of highlights the best of humanity, right? Wow. Well, that's a... I think it does. Okay. In a, what a, way? A The spread of a meme highlights... The best part of human existence, where the every, spread, like as in the, the spread of a meme, people seeing it and using it, relating to it, thinking okay. it's funny, okay, maybe coming up with their own, continuing the process. All of these memes go out, and there is a certain group of people that enjoy the meme. Sure, it brings everyone together, or at least it feels like it does, for like you've said, just a little bit, a couple of days, a week. And then everyone, of course, goes back to arguing and disagreeing. But until the next meme comes out, therefore that sweet moment everyone can agree that meme is funny and i think if we want to progress as a society instead listen listen hear me out okay if we want to progress as humans instead of fighting and disagreeing and sending bills and and, and, and having having government you know intervention we must communicate solely by meme wow that is a hot take that went from, let's talk about Garfield, to abolishing governments. Not abolishing governments. You, the government should use memes to communicate to its citizens. What you're basically describing is a Elon Musk of America. And it's working, isn't it? The United Elon Musk of America. Yeah. He loves a good meme. Loves a good meme. I mean, I've seen memes about him. Especially Dogecoin. I mean, think of all that. That is a meme that has turned into a currency, a cryptocurrency yes. that has taken off. That's true. And those were some good memes back in the That's, day. That is actually true. Where everything was going to the moon. Yeah. And you know what? The craziest thing about that is that it had real implications. That meme, the internet joke uh, about that currency, literally made people millions of dollars. That's, that's not a joke. But that's what I'm saying is that memes have a lot of untapped power and potential. And so, how could you take a meme and create a movement, like the Dogecoin movement started? How can you make a movement? Uh, it's hard to say. I think it... It happens. It well, happens. I think the meme has to be pertaining to something that has enough has enough weight to make a difference, like a currency. Mm. Um, you know, to a lesser degree, maybe politics, because I don't think young people are quite as involved, but can make a difference perhaps i would say there's fewer things to make a legitimate difference my favorite part about a good meme all right and and i've heard i've heard in my studies and in my research Your studies that good comedy makes the consumer ask three questions at least three questions this sounds like a college education yeah it's not okay something that i've that i've kind of learned in my reading and and research and studies, like I, I said, 
Uh, yeah, I can read. It's it's surprising, but I can read. Okay. And I think that's a really good way to judge a meme. What are the three you didn't? Oh, you're going. Uh, no, I interrupted you. Anytime. Right, so you're going no, not a specific set of three questions, but something that's funny makes you ask oh. at least three questions. So you're saying in general, something funny, you have to so you, there are three back, things you think about. Let's go back to that meme that we talked about earlier, or that comic strip with we're going, Garfield. We're right? going to Garfield. Okay. Let's go and, and kind of do an analysis okay. on that comic strip. Yeah. So Garfield's owner, who we don't know the name His of. name is John. It's it's arguable. J-O-N John it might be It might be John, but we're not sure. He says, Garfield, wake up. Garfield, all of a sudden, startled, wakes up. Right. And his owner... Classic Garfield. His Yeah, he's always napping or eating lasagna. And his owner, whom we don't know the name of, says... You slept away the entire day, and Garfield looks looks bum-fuzzled. He says, I did? Yeah. And then Garfield looks straight at to, straight into the camera, breaking the fourth wall, and says, this year's off to a great start. Yes. What three questions come to mind whenever you see that? Um, My first question is, why does the owner care if Garfield's sleeping all day? He's a cat. That's a great question, actually. I'm not sure... Uh... I'm not sure of the answer. I yeah. think that's just the Garfield bit. My second question is, is why does Garfield give a damn? All right? He's a <laughs> about cat. About what? Just about anything. He doesn't. <laughs> clearly, clearly, he does not. Clearly, he doesn't give a damn. <laughs> why doesn't he give a damn? That's another question you could ask. And then... Because he's a cat. You're, Garfield, just, you're just talking Garfield circles. says, this year's off to a good start. You might ask yourself, what does that mean? And then you say, oh. It means that that's how he wanted the year to start. Right. He wanted to be sleeping, sleeping. away the yeah. year, which yeah. we can, in this current month, September of 2021, agree that having slept through the previous year and part of this year, likely would you would not have missed much. No. Could be a good thing. So Arguably that, that, predicting the future. That's what I'm future. saying is if you see a meme or if you watch a skit on television, right, most of the time, if it's funny, it makes you ask three questions. And I really like that irreverent comedy where you say what is going on what just happened why did they do that yeah why is that funny i think that's a that's a intellectual question you can comedy ask. is funny can you be intellectual in comedy yet be stupid at the same time can you set out to be stupid and it be smart that's a question that i've wondered i would Without having evidence or proof, I would say, yeah, I mean, it sounds like something you could do. One thing I think about is, well, you tell a story, actually. It's the story of the show you watch, I forget the name, and they cut off. There's, like, instances where his finger got cut off, or his hand or something, or his arm. and they, the rest they of development. Yes, and so the premise, you can tell the story better, but the premise is there was foreshadowing, right? The amputation of a limb by itself is, is a little bit gross and juvenile. Yes. But my, it could my... have been funny in the happening... But they foreshadowed it, right? The entire... Right. One of my favorite sitcoms of all time, if not my favorite sitcom of all time, is Arrested Development because they have so many layers to the jokes that they tell. Right, and I would think that... And so that what, what Isaac was alluding to is they would set up... They would leave a little a, a crumb along the way in season one and it would pay off. A joke in season two would pay off from that little thing that they said in season one. It's that long and right. it's that deep, so yes, could be one missed. Of, one of, yes, and so that's why this is a TV show. If you look it up, that has won so many awards in its time. You know, it ran for three seasons on Fox. 
It won so many awards, it was critically acclaimed, but no one watched it because no one understood what was going on. It was too fast, there wasn't a laugh track, and people, it, the jokes went over their heads. But in in the show, one of the main characters, Buster, Buster. Loses, loses his hand. And throughout the entire show, the first season, I, I think he loses his hand in the second season, maybe, maybe the third, but I think it was the second. And throughout the entire show, there are little hints that they leave to where, where it's like, oh, it's foreshadowing the fact that he's going to lose his hand. His mom, his, his mom's name is Lucille, all right? And he ends up getting his hand bit off by a seal that was loose in the ocean. <laughs> so as he's swimming in the ocean, someone goes out, because, of course, right before this, he had left his, he was living with his mom, and he ran away. He said, I'm going to be free. I don't want to be with my mom, Lucille, anymore. Someone comes out onto the beach, of course, Buster has jumped into the water, and he's trying to swim away to signify that he's free. Someone comes out onto the beach and yells, Lucille, Lucille, as in there's right. a seal out that's right. loose, and he thinks that he's talking about his mom, and he gets his hand bit off. That's, And this uh, is twofold, the first fold being, uh, first and foremost, and a perfect example as we started the episode. You could have looked that up, but instead we didn't send you a link. Uh, we described the entirety of it in detail right. uh, for you, the listener. And second fold is, my question, primary, is, did they write the loose seal, two words, into irony via the name Lucille? Yes. Or did they... It's crazy. Did they have the plan for him to lose his hand, and they wanted that joke, and they just decided... Which direction were they going? With the towards the mother's name or towards the circumstance of a loose seal. It works too watch, well. If you watch that show, I'm telling you, it is one of the smartest shows I've ever seen. Intellectual comedy. Yet it is very dumb, but it's it's hilarious. Some jokes juvenile, but presented in an intellectual way. One of my favorite movies that okay, so Arrested Development. That's very smart comedy, yes. and it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. The yeah. first three seasons are from whenever it ran on Fox. Yep. They brought it back for two seasons on Netflix. Those seasons were okay, not as good as the first three. Yep. But one of my favorite, favorite movies, movie. right? so Arrested Development, Arrested Development, very smart. Yep. My favorite movie, incredibly one, dumb. On three. One, one two, two, three, three hot, hot Rod. rod. <laughs> so stupid. I love Andy Samberg. Atrocious stupidity. One of my favorite lines, kills me every single time. Bill Hader, one of my favorite actors. Is he? And he's doing a lot of great things. I don't know if you've seen Barry on HBO. But it's fantastic. Anyways, Bill Hader's character in the movie is holding a hose. The hose is, of course, releasing water into a pool. Yeah. Right. And this I is a, this is a throwaway line in the movie. You you miss it if you don't if you don't listen for it. Bill Hader's character, after a smash cut, is filling up a pool with water, and he says, "Man, pools are just great for holding water." And it is so stupid. <laughs> It's because but it's hilarious, right? It's funny because of the absurdity. Who obviously pool? They're meant to hold water. Yes. The irony is in him remarking on it in the first place, and so that. But I have ahead. to say though, something like that, a a line like that, really rests in the delivery. Hmm. I don't think you can just be talking about pools and then just bring no. it up in a conversation. It'd be like weird. It's about the delivery and the timing. 
And I think memes are also about the delivery and the timing. Right. Because there are memes that miss the mark, and then there are memes that come at the right time, yep. and they're delivered in the right way. Surely. And that is very important for, I think, the longevity of a meme, all right? Because it has to hit, mm -hmm. it has to be relatable, yep. and it has to kind of form a movement for a meme to, to stay alive. Might I add something to that? Bob? Sure. Another big thing that I always see when it comes to meme survivability is its ability to adapt. A mm -hmm. meme with a video in it that is a funny video that can be applied to a multitude of scenarios yeah. lasts a long time as people work their way through every scenario, however realistic or silly it may be. Yeah. There's a couple memes that come to mind when it comes to uh to, to that and so a couple that i would try to pass off to the ceo here at a12k that would just perhaps kick back these types of memes yeah i've heard he's a dick so but just keep trying i'm sure okay yeah thanks for the i've heard i've advice. heard that i've also heard he's a really nice guy and he's okay. really busy and he right. has a, he has a good sense of you know what's funny and what isn't you know what i heard what's that? i heard that he can't cut his facial hair correctly is that right I heard that whenever he trimmed it up, it looked like he was like, looked like he was on part of the chain gang. It looked like he smoked a pack a day. Really? Yeah. It looked like he would like commit like huh. domestic violence. Well, next time I see him, I'll have to I'll have to look and see for myself. Okay. But um, that that that's a good point uh, about about the meme being able to kind of kind of morph and be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It starts with an M. Uh, malleable. malleable. A malleable we've, meme. We've done a lot of words today where we, we've done that a couple times. Yeah. And, you know. So, before we leave this topic, okay. let's go ahead and, and, for those people that are out there taking notes and want to know, how do I make a meme and how do I make it last? Yep. What are the three things that a meme must be? Oh, man. It's got to be, all right, before it's relatable. I know you're going to go with relatable, but I've seen a lot of memes that are not relatable at all. It's got to be funny. It's got to be. It's got to make people laugh. It doesn't matter how you do it, whether it's a serious, like, wow, I can't believe that laugh, or that's ridiculous. But it's got to be laughable. It's got to be funny. Funny, biggest point. It's got to be relatable. It can be relatable. And it's got to be malleable. It's got to be able to morph into different things, yep. yet stay the same. Yep. A as lot of different forms. As Kobe Bryant said, are you a different animal but the same beast? And that's what a meme has to find. I think. God bless. God bless. Rest in peace, Kobe. That's where we're going to leave it. That's a... What a... I don't know if you planned it like that. That was a beautiful ending. Yeah. What a nice little bow you stuck on the top of that. I'm not sure that was a great landing. Uh, if it were gymnastics, I, I think I think I landed, took a step back, and then stepped back into form, and then put my hands up to show that I had stuck the, stuck the landing. Okay. There was a little stumble, well. but then I kind of resituated and, and made it look like it wasn't that bad. Mm. Okay. But we have something. definitely, I don't think we've really scraped the bottom of the barrel. There's a lot more we could get into, but sure. we're going to end it here. You can't go too far. The evolution of the meme, we tried to cover it. We dove in. We tried to figure out where it started, what makes a good meme. Go find your we memes We talked about there. some popular memes. Real quick, just want to sneak it in there. That meme of the Nickelback song where the lead singer says, look at this graph. And it's from the song Photograph. Right. Like, Look at this photograph. Yep. And instead of holding up a photograph from the it's music video, edited. it's just a bar graph yeah. or a line graph. That's a good meme. Okay. And that's where we're going to end it. Everybody's got flavors. Everyone has their own favorite flavor, just like ice cream with memes. Yeah. Go find yours.
My name is Quinn Eaton. I've been Isaac Bear. And this is All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2know00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.